following is meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action on anything being discussed, consult your medical doctor. Welcome to Heart Health with board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, Dr. Franklin Weefald. Heart Health is a local call-in health show designed to educate and inform you of the most up-to-date information for not only maintaining a healthy heart, but a healthy body. Call us with your health questions at 919-860-9783. That telephone number again is 919-860-9783. We've got multiple things on today's schedule, including, of course, the coronavirus. Dr. Macon Singletary of North Raleigh Periodontics is here. We're going to talk about dentistry and and, and, you know, essential services. Who qualifies? What is it? Um, and Dr. Franklin Weefald is here. Um, we're uh, we're glad. We're loaded for bear at this point. Yeah. Um, today is all about making sure people know the statistics, which uh, my statistical genius, David Statistics Alexander, is going to do. Yeah. And then also that you know uh, what to expect in the next few weeks um, who's hurting and and why and what we should do about those people who are hurting. Um, and we're going to talk about some of the drugs that are in the pipeline. Mm-hmm. And I emphasize pipeline. Not here yet. Yeah, do not do this at home type stuff. Which yeah. is, and we're going to talk about the controversies. And then we're going to have the hall of shame. Yeah, and they deserve they, it too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people are just going crazy nuts yeah and i think that the the thing that really bothers me is how they're still politicizing this and we're going to have a very special shout out and i'm going to tell you right now hold on to your breakfast nooks yeah when i give the number one shout out because i think some of you um, may have to call me with palpitations it's somebody you don't expect. Let's get to the stats. Two hundred and eighty-six thousand nine hundred. So essentially, two hundred and ninety thousand people in the world now infected. Still, China is holding steady at about eighty-one. Well, and this is thousand. the important thing to know. Yes. They've gotten hold of it. Okay. Yeah. Um, they have, um, and it's a lesson for all of us. Uh, China got started late because they lied about it. They were trying to save Confucian face. Right. And that means, like, and I'm half Chinese, so don't anybody start calling up and calling me a racist. Um, the Chinese government, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, they hid it from us. They lied about whether it was contagious person to person. And what they were doing was trying to save face, and that's an ancient Chinese thing. And uh, it was disastrous for the world. I'm shaking my head. I don't think they're as Confucius as you think. I don't think the, well, the no, decision makers are even understand. I, I don't understand. Okay, let I me mean, just tell you. Okay, yeah. even if they claim not to be Confucian, it is sewn into the fabric of society. Yeah, it is. Okay, I know this for a fact. I know one. Well, I, I knew one. My mom died. Sure, but um, and I didn't realize it till late in life. And it helps me to understand why this happened in China. I think they're just totalitarian and communist. Thank you very much for that. Well, no, I, I, I step no, down off my. Listen, why do you think totalitarianism was accepted in China? Because, Confucianism, really? Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, we can talk about this forever. 
Well, they're not going to, though. We're not going to. What yeah. we're going to do is we're going to talk. We're going like, to be as upbeat as anybody can bear to let's be. Let's go to the USA. We also, yeah, the, uh, I'll give you the USA stats in just a moment. Just a reminder that the president is planning to uh, give an update from the White House with the coronavirus task force. We'll go to that live as soon as it starts right now. Empty podium. 19,600, so about 20,000 people infected that we know of in the u.s in the united all right, states so it's i said 20 to 30 i think i'm going to be wrong 20 to thirty thousand, and i'll explain why i'm wrong and one of the things i've told you out there that was my opinion not fact and so my opinion about the number of cases is going to be wrong california could really be a an open have you heard about the homeless yet have we got any homeless infestation uh, i have not heard that no okay okay but i'm praying everybody's saying in that population, if yeah. a few people get it, it's th- going to take off. I mean, it would be the con- it would just right. like the flu. One hundred and sixty-five thousand in the streets, right? No health care, no sanitation. It's going to be a nightmare if they get it. Okay. Um, and again, we're waiting for the president and the coronavirus task force. It could take a while. Yeah. So we got let's kinda- just keep going until uh, President Trump wants to get on the podium. Right. What about North Carolina, Dave? North Carolina? Well, I don't know. I, I wasn't told to zoom in on North oh, Carolina. Oh, Lord have No, no, mercy. no. I've slowed down my... Here's the, the thing. Pine State. Come on. I've, I've, my computer is deliberately okay. slowing down. I think it has a, a virus. Uh-oh. Don't even say that word. There are 188 cases okay. of COVID-19 in North Carolina, according to the Johns Hopkins University of Medicine Resource Center. People who went to JMA, I mean, Johns Hopkins must yeah. be pretty smart. Huh? Oh, they are. They're very yeah, smart. Really smart. Kind of smart alecky. Dr. May- do we have any deaths? Think in Singletary. Where did, you, uh, where did you go to school? Duke. You went to Duke. Well, well I, okay, look, I'm a Duke alum, too. Yeah. Okay? A Dukey. But, of course, in, you know what dookie means in North Carolina. Yeah, I, yeah, 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 very and I would well know say that, that yes. applies to me, maybe not Macon. Okay. All right. All right. Chapel Hill. Uh, okay. He went to Chapel Hill. See, I'll this forgive is, you for that one. He went to, That's my trade school. Wait a minute. You went to Chapel trade Hill then to school. Duke? That's the first time I've heard a dentist say you went to trade school. Trade school. <laughs> yes, don't, don't say that. They're going to think you got your diploma online. He got him. Carbotech. Yeah, yeah, you got Carbotech. <laughs> you know, if you're, uh, uh, you're you're at a dinner job uh, and you want it, right? Go ahead and sign up for the for the classes. We're still waiting for the press conference. Okay, you look, want to dive what, deep have into any something deaths else yet in North Carolina? In North Carolina, yeah. Uh, it will I don't take know. Just a have second. you heard, Mike? No, we have we have no we have no deaths. No official okay. recoveries uh, yet, but 188. Let me, let me make a really big point. Yeah. Everybody's really crazed by the increase in the number of cases. It's been exponential. Mm-hmm. Exponential means, you know, like instead of two plus three, mm-hmm. which is five, it's two to the third power, which yeah. is eight. So yeah. it expands that way. One person will infect 2.5. That's what Fauci has said. Really? Now, the okay. reason why the cases are skyrocketing is not because the infection is necessarily spreading faster. It's because we're testing now. So right. remember, these cases that we're hearing now were people who were infected two weeks ago, approximately. Mm-hmm. So the case numbers are going to go up fast, and then they're going to plateau. And when we hit the plateau, that means two weeks ago, we were effective at mitigation. So there's prevention and mitigation. 
Yep. Prevention means you wash your hands, don't touch your face, six feet apart, stay yep. at home. Yep. Mitigation is also that in the sense that the virus in two weeks, if nobody catches it, will start to die off mm-hmm. because it needs a human being. It can't live by itself. Right. And people say, oh, it lives six hours on the, on the sink. Yeah. And then it dies. Right. Okay. And when you spray it with disinfectant, it dies. It would seem the most dangerous part of this disease is that people are happily going through their lives not knowing they have it. Okay. This is a very good time to tell people why I was wrong in my opinion of how many cases we had. And I first said 10,000, then I thought 20 or 30,000. It's going to be more than that. And the reasons are twofold. Number one, I expected the millennials and Gen Zs to behave themselves. Have you seen the uh, TikTok video of the woman licking the toilet seat? Now, she did that because she wanted to do something called the coronavirus challenge and get other Gen Zs and millennials to do this because, as they have been saying, they don't care. Yeah. Now, listen, this is not a large number of Gen Zs and millennials. My kids are millennials and they're they're wonderful people. I'm going to shout them out later. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is I did not anticipate that they wouldn't care. And they go to spring break and mm-hmm. they get on TV and say, I'll get coronavirus. It doesn't hurt me. The reason why we don't want to get it. And if you're healthy, remember, you may do fine. Tom Hanks did OK. He was a little, you know, uh, musty. And there's a lot of, you know, uh, NBA players who aren't sick, but they test positive. The reason why you don't want to get it, Gen Z and millennial, is because you don't want to kill your grandma. And just mm-hmm. think about that. Mm-hmm. Now, you may not like your grandma, but you don't want to kill your grandma. Right. Now, I blame the parents. I blame my generation because we gave them everything they wanted. And yeah, that's the reason why they want Bernie, bro. He's promising free stuff. Yeah. And what did they get their whole lives? Free stuff. All right. We're we're waiting for the president and the coronavirus task force to take their uh, podiums. And as soon as we do, we, as soon as we know that they are there, we'll go to that. We'll take okay. just a short I, break. I want to keep going here because another reason why yeah. um, I was wrong. Uh, the oh, Chinese sorry. initially said it was not communicable from person to person. Well, that was clearly a lie. And then the Chinese government said that it was not transmissible in the asymptomatic individual. In fact, the World Health Organization guy put that out. Now, it is transmissible very easily when you are not symptomatic. And so that magnified the number of people who would not stay at home because they felt fine. So that's another reason. So I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm going to be honest with you now. I'm not going to guess. Yeah. Because what I did was a calculated um, uh, estimate. Right. And so I'm not even going to try anymore. Okay. All right. Two hundred and sixty. No, sorry. Two hundred and ninety thousand. I'm rounding up a couple of times, but two hundred ninety thousand total confirmed cases. Uh, total deaths at eleven thousand nine hundred six. Is this? Sounding as dangerous as you thought a week ago, two weeks ago. What's dangerous? Uh, Dangerous is if we don't do severe mitigation. If people don't start behaving themselves, 
we're going to see a lot of cases. Now, the death rate's going to go down. And mm-hmm. you know why? Because of all the asymptomatic people that we didn't know were cases. So, in other words, in China, before they got the idea that there were asymptomatic people, right. they, they count as cases because they're infected. So, if you take 100 people who are symptomatic and there are 200 people infected and asymptomatic, that increases to 300 cases. Yeah. It doesn't increase the death. Okay? So, if you have two out of 100, and don't take this, I'm just doing math. Yeah. Instead of two out of 300. So the death, the fatality rate will go down as we discover more asymptomatic cases who are in the uh, count. And so that's why. I want to talk about Italy. Don't forget to remind me to talk about Italy because okay. I think this is very fascinating. Tra- it's tragic. Well, not only and- tragic, but it's fascinating from a scientific point of view. And when you hear a scientist say that's fascinating yeah. and it involves death, it doesn't mean that he's not caring right. about the dead people. But scientists look at things as scientific um, topics. And so it is fascinating as a topic. We will hear from Dr. Macon Singletary of North Raleigh Periodontics and or the President of the United States. Either way, we'll hum the song. Uh, coming up on Heart Health Radio on News Radio 680 WPTF. Now back to Heart Health with Dr. Franklin Weefold on AM 680 WPTF. This is Heart Health Radio where you can get better, stay healthy, and spot medical misinformation. Saturdays at noon. Who coughed? Somebody coughed. Was that you, Macon? Are you hearing this everywhere you go? What a bad thing it is that the pollen season combines with the pandemic. Remember one thing out there. If you have allergies, you're going to sniffle. Yes. Fever, Uh, muscle Really? Even diarrhea. No, that's when you start to worry. And this is a new thing, is that GIs can do it. But remember, you're going to have a fever. You're going to be sick. with With the virus. Right. If your temperature goes up. Then you should worry. Right. If your body aches, mm-hmm. right? Right. Because generally speaking, those are not the symptoms of pollen. Pollen. Pollen Even is our sniffles. Pollen. Yeah. I got the sniffles right now. All right. So With I, a, well, yeah, you're go, not kidding. We have Macon here today. I want to emphasize, we are not in a lockdown in North Carolina. I've heard the rumor. And then what does a lockdown mean? Lockdown means you can't leave your home except right. to go to the grocery store. There are going to be essential medical practices. Now, I've had some people say, well, you get to close down, you're a cardiologist. Now, I'm an internal medicine specialist and cardiologist. People get angina, heart failure, atrial fibrillation, even during these times of uh, the coronavirus. Right. So we're going to be open. Um, We're going to do some working from home for the staff to try to reduce the people who were there. Right. Um, But make... Macon's great to have today because one of the things I want to talk about is what's going on with the dentist what and is? the periodontist. Well, uh, the ADA and the North Carolina Dental Society has agreed last week said to shut down or dentists not to, to close their offices and not perform non-essential procedures. So what if you get a toothache? I mean, what if it's killing you? That's an essential procedure. Right. And, Good. And so... You know, the thing that people need to understand is we're used to this. You know, back in the mid-'80s, we had HIV. Right. And so when you go to a dental office, it's a wellness facility in the morning. Right. People don't come with fevers. We say stay home. 
So, and we know, and we protect ourselves. We have the professional uh, personal protection equipment. We, right. We disinfect after every patient. We've been doing this for years. Yeah. Sure. So this is no different. Has there been any reported case of transmission in a dentist office? Not that I know yeah, of. Yeah, I don't either. And so, you know, patients, there's a lot that can be done over the phone. And right. Phone in, but, you know, crack tooth, a pain, uh, do, abscess. Do you know how to tell them to tie the string to their tooth and to the door and how hard you slam it? It's floss. <laughs> I'm kidding. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> no. we got to laugh during this crisis. I you know what so. I mean? Yeah. we got to laugh. So, you know, the, uh, the, probably the safest environment is going to be in the dental office. Yeah. And, and the procedures that we do and, and, and the North Carolina Dental Society and the ADA yeah. want dentists to be available for essential procedures. So, so what does a patient do? If he thinks he has an emergency dental procedure, call his dentist. Call his dentist. Now, what if he gets a recording? We are closed. What's the resource? That can, can they call the North Carolina Dental Association and get a referral? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, yeah. Yes, they could. Uh, but generally, the offices that uh, that have a recording will have an, a, a doctor Okay, on so call. it's like, like me. They have an answering service. They do. And okay. they have a doctor on call, just good. Like, like mine. Yeah, I'm professing my ignorance of the dentistry yeah. profession. Yeah, they, I should know more. Yeah, I I do a lot of work after hours just uh-huh. tidying up, and I'll call a dental office and just to leave a message because sometimes right. I can't talk to them during the right. day. They're busy, and yeah. I always get a recording. I always yeah. there's a number if I want the doctor or yeah. the dentist themselves. Well, you tell me about the AIDS crisis. Um, I started at Johns Hopkins as an intern right when the first cases of HIV came through. In fact, I saw the first case at Johns Hopkins. So I'm very familiar with uh, pandemics. Mm-hmm. And what's a pandemic mean? It just means a viral infection that has spread throughout the world. Now, I'm kind of mad at some of these young millennial doctors who say, I'm terrified. I've got a family. You know, we took an oath, the Hippocratic Oath. Mm-hmm. And we are not the the, to to back away here, we are supposed to step up, mm-hmm. and it's like the soldier, the policeman, the policewoman, the firefighter. We have a duty, and so you know, if you're a physician out there who's quaking in his or her boots, you should quit now. And I think that's probably true with the dental, dental profession, right? Wow. What? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I hear. I it, mean, you know, I'm, I mean, I, the soldier who volunteers for the infantry, and yeah. Volunteers for his country and then gets on CNN saying, why are they sending me to war? I mean, come on. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, that doesn't mean you don't feel for the emergency room doctors. These are brave people. Mm-hmm. Are, these are people on the front line of this war. Mm-hmm. And I have nothing but admiration for them. But it's like General Patton. I mean, I'm not going to slap a coward, but I'm going to call him a coward <laughs> if they call in sick or they fake it because they don't want to do their you know, their oath to, yeah. to, to carry on and do what, what they signed on to do. So so how have you been in the last two weeks in terms of your patient volume and have you had a lot of worried people? Um, tell us about that. Well, we've reduced it. We've eliminated the, the hygiene program. So one third to maybe half of what I do. Right. Uh, that's maintenance is in, in a uh, non-essential procedure right. so you're obeying the rules yes yeah but you know, i figured as much you're a good guy so so uh but and we also are wise about you know when somebody calls up and 
you know, we, you know, we ask the questions. We've always done that. One thing that we're doing and, and probably will change how uh, medicine and dentistry is done, it's going to be done at a distance, meaning that the waiting room is not going to be a waiting room anymore. You know, you, if somebody comes, like I've had some emergencies this week, yeah. we get them right in. We don't let them stay in yeah. the waiting room. And yeah, we've I'm, been doing that too, but I've, I've, I've separated out the chairs. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we're telling people, sit over there, sit over there. Right. And I'm not taking anybody with a fever. Right. I mean, I'm just not. And so they say, well, you know, there there are places for them to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. And it's just like mitigation. We have patients with diseases that are not related to the virus who need care. Mm-hmm. And they can't wait for six months or three months to address their heart failure, their atrial fibrillation. Um, and, and, you know, their angina. I've had three people who've had to have emergent caths in the last cardiac catheterizations and stents in the last three weeks that we can't stop and so people like you uh, i'm going to call you the unsung hero because they're talking about physicians um, but they're not talking about dentists and i think dentists have been brave Mm -hmm. especially the last few weeks because it's not been you know time to close your practice now and do emergencies only and you guys are doing it and you've now but you've you've kept the faith and done your jobs and, and not been wimps. Well, we care about the patients. We yeah. care about our staff. Yeah. We, and we know. Are you doing anybody working from home? That's what I'm going to start. So, so, uh, yeah. We've got one person that will do that. But yeah. we've been able to reduce the staff. To, you know, are uh, you paying them or what are you doing? Well, uh, right now they're being paid. Yeah. Uh, now, the, the, uh, the, the, you know, the hygiene program you know, they are paid by the hour, but they, yeah. but they can get unemployment. Right. It's tough. Yeah. But uh, I'm trying to keep everybody in. Yeah, I've been doing that, too. Last week, I didn't worry about getting infected. I didn't worry about anything. I worried about making payroll. <laughs> and so, you know, the thing is, I put all my money away. And so the stock market has crashed. Yeah. My 401k is now a 201k, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I'm going to take the money out. And, and, you know, like I said, the only thing I'm worried about in my practice, because I've got really good people and uh, I'm going to make, I'm going to make payroll. And we are going to go to the, um, the coronavirus task force press conference as soon as it begins. This is Heart Health Radio on WPTF. It's time for the Hall of Shame, brought to you by HeartHealthRadio.com, featuring music from Evelyn Champagne King, Heart Health Radio, where we play the hits. The Hall of Shame replaces our regular feature, which is fake news, and the reason it's a Hall of Shame is because we have so many people. We have so much, so many people we need to shame. Um... Number one, Joe Biden, again. Okay. And remember, January 21st, President Trump declared the first national emergency over this COVID-19. Yeah. And it was to close travel to China. Now, I want you all to go back and remember what Joe Biden said. Hmm. He said that Trump was xenophobic, ignoring science. There was no need for this. And he just went nuts. Well, what did he do yesterday? What? He said, well, if I'm president, I wouldn't have prevented any inf- infection from coming here, but it would have been a lot better because I know what I'm doing. Well, Joe, you didn't know what you were doing when you said Trump was being xenophobic by shutting travel to China. 
So, like I said last week, shut your pie hole. Mm. Okay? Now, the second thing is about the drug hydroxychloroquine. And I can't name the number of people in the Hall of Shame. What President Trump said was it was a promising medication along with others. He didn't say go out and buy it. And now what are they saying? Trump is touting an unproven treatment. That's just like, you know, who was that preacher? Uh, Baker. Baker. So they're putting him in the same category as Jim Baker. What President Trump is trying to do is say there are promising things on the horizon. Right. Chin up. Right. Now, hydroxychloroquine, not approved for COVID-19. Guess what? What? There are no drugs approved for COVID-19. Mm-hmm. What he meant to say is that it is an approved drug by the FDA. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. It's something called off-label use. I use drugs all the time for off-label use. Mm-hmm. So it is an approved drug that a physician can decide to use on a different disease. I have, oh, the other thing was, as they said, so many patients had um, uh, side effects, bad side effects from using hydroxychloroquine. There's a lady in China, the only one I've known about, who heard about it, got online, bought a bunch of hydroxychloroquine without a prescription online, said, if one is good, then 10 are good. And got liver damage. If you look at the package insert for Tylenol, you mm-hmm. go screaming down the hallway and throw them out the window. Yeah. Liver failure, uh, stroke, etc. So this criticism of President Trump for talking about hydroxychloroquine. By the way, I have 50 patients on hydroxychloroquine for different illnesses. And they're all doing fine. We monitor them for like any medication for side effects. Yeah. So all these criticisms, the way they're putting it, hall of shame. And it's just terrible. The other hall of shame is the New York Times saying that Trump disbanded the pandemic office. That's a lie. And if you look at a former National Security Council advisor, who actually was appointed by Obama, mm-hmm. he basically said, that's a lie. Um, I know the person who's running it now. So, I mean, politicizing this is so shameful at this point in time. Mm-hmm. If you want to go three or four months now and say, I would have done this differently and be a Monday morning quarterback. Now, Richard Burr. Mm-hmm. I like Richard Burr. Mm-hmm. He's been a great senator. Um. He had privileged information that there was transmission from asymptomatic individuals, which made this much more dangerous. A day later, he sold a bunch of stocks. Now, I'm, it might not have been a day later, but it was around this time. Now, sure. he has said, and the stocks were in industries hit hard by this problem yes. with COVID-19, um, hotels, hospitality. Mm -hmm. He bought stock in a company that will benefit or may already be benefiting, and that's teleconferencing because we're now not getting started. Now, in his defense is that he did this on the basis of his knowledge that came from New York Times and Wall Street Journal. Mm -hmm. That defies any understanding he had information that was not 
public knowledge. Mm-hmm. He had the obligation to not sell his stocks. Mm-hmm. And you can't do this stuff. Now, there are some others. And you know, interestingly, the New York Times doesn't mention Dianne Feinstein, right. who also did this because she's a prominent Democrat. Um, there was a lady from Georgia, and I think her name is Leffler or Luffler, right. a new senator. Um, I'm going to say in her defense, she does not have control over her um, buying and selling. It's in a blind trust. She right. still has to report what was sold. So if it is true that she did not communicate to her blind trust administrator, I think she's off the hook. Right. But they better look at her text messages and her cell phone messages. Amen. So Burr has volunteered to be in a ethics investigation. Um, I hope and pray that there is, and I'll use the word mitigation, mm-hmm. <laughs> for what he did. If he did sell these stocks on the basis of knowledge he had that was not public, it's not only morally wrong, but it's a crime. Right. So I pray for you, Richard Burr, that this works out for you. But if you did do this, you need to take the heat and admit it. I'm surprised that he's lasted as long as he has after this story broke. Right. Because the actual thing that happened compared to everybody else in the country. Right whose stock and 401ks and everything crashing and burning, and waitresses who can't even afford a 401k are now sitting, you know, collecting, going to collect unemployment. Which is only, what, 40%? But everybody else is suffering in a big way. Right. And yet he comes out smelling like a rose. You said, well, you know, I like him. Hey, I voted for him. You know something? I'm going to miss him. Yeah. I'm going to miss him. You know, one person's bad thing does not negate their entire career. I mean, I know that, too, from what I have experienced in my career. Sure. Um, but, geez, why the heck did you do that? I mean, if, it's just, right. why would you do that? You, I don't know. It's just terrible. Now, uh, there is a Dr. Cornelia Griggs, and she's a pediatric surgery fellow, which means she's a millennial. And she wrote an article. She's um, a student still. Well, no. A student means you're in medical school. A fellow in training means that you are not yet practicing on your own. You're under supervision. So would I say a resident? You know, she's a pediatric surgery fellow. So fellow comes after residence. So she, she did some hard work there. Okay. But she writes an article saying the sky really is falling. Now, why would you do that? I mean, if you don't want to be a doctor. Yeah and face facts that the patient's life is more important than yours, then I'm telling you, Cornelia Griggs, quit now. Just quit. Yeah. Because the sky is not falling. We are a great country. We are the best medical system in the world, and we will get through this. They're getting – I mean, Elon Musk even volunteered to start producing ventilators. Yes. Okay? So the ventilator shortage is a ventilator distribution problem right now, and we need to get – the ventilators that aren't being used, mm-hmm. and there are a ton of them. I know that because in practice, in places where I work, they had ten of them in the in the closet. Yeah. Now a lot of these hospitals say it may come to us, and we don't want to give up our ventilators. We all have to work together. Right. And Cornelia Griggs, MD. Um, I don't know you. I know you from what you wrote. The sky is not falling, and what you are doing is the equivalent to yelling fire 
in a theater. Mm. And it's shameful. Shameful. Okay. All right. We have a live sponsor on the show. Did you know? Who? Um, well, they've asked me to do the live read. All right. Yeah. If you right. don't mind. All right. We know you're in a dead-end job, or if you're not in a dead-end job, you might be in quarantine. You're struggling to make ends meet. Stop hoping for better days and become a health policy advisor with a little help from myhealthcarepolicyadvisor.edu. In as little as 60 days, you could be a health care policy advisor telling political leaders they're not being aggressive enough with a virus you read about in the newspaper. And then a week later, telling political leaders that they're too aggressive with the same virus. I know what you're thinking, but I don't know anything about germs or health care policy or microbiology or medicine or even science. That's okay. We can train you. Here's your first lesson. Repeat after me. Orange man bed. Uh, orange man bad. Go ahead, say it. Orange, orange man, man bad. Good job. Many of our graduates are now expert healthcare policy advisors on CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News. It clearly does not take the sharpest pencil in the desk. Soon you'll be nagging the president of the United States about whether a virus that started in China can be called a Chinese virus. It's unbelievable. Learn all you need to in our unique program, Healthcare Policy, sorry, myhealthcarepolicycareer.edu. Do you have what it takes, mainly an oversized ego and marginal reporting skills? You could train for a new career in under 30 days, myhealthcarepolicycareer.edu. Well, you know you make me want to kick my heels up and shout There are good people doing good things and good news. And that's what we're featuring here with the shout-outs. Well, hold on to your breakfast nook. Yeah. I mean, take a deep breath. Yes, okay. My greatest shout-out today is to someone that I would never dream of shouting out. But what she has done has shown that there are honest left-wing progressives. Yeah. Ilan Omar who is the uh, congressman, um, I think she's from Minnesota. Yeah. I think so, yes. Who is very progressive and left-wing and basically wants to, in my opinion, destroy the great things in this country. She has defied her party, defied the left-wing progressives, and came out in support of President Trump. This is wow. a profile in courage. What she said was... Um, she called Trump's recent flurry of activity, quote, incredible and the right response in this critical time, end quote. Joe Biden, mm. listen to Representative Omar. She gets a shout out. Yeah. I mean, if I, I mean, I can't say enough about her mm-hmm. for doing this. Um, and I'm wondering what her fellow progressives think. But if you're listening, uh, all is forgiven. <laughs> you have done the country a service. Now, you want to take the call? Let's do it. Yeah, Donna in Franklin County. How you doing, Donna? Hi, Donna. Welcome to the show. You're on with Dr. Weefald. Okay, I'm going to put Donna on hold and then pick up with her again. Sometimes what happens is just jiggling the handle works better. Hi, Donna. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? There good. you what are. What can we do for you? Happy World Down Syndrome Day. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> We're fine. Everything's well, good. good, Donna. Are you feeling healthy? Absolutely. Okay. Good. Did you hear what I said? World down. Down, down syndrome. Is it really Day. Down, syndrome down Syndrome Day? Day. I did not know that. Yeah, and, and you know, I'll throw in a COVID thing. A lot of Down syndrome patients are sick. They can get lymphomas. They mm-hmm. can be post-op cardiac uh, surgery. And so they can have uh, certain uh, lung problems. So, Donna, how's my sweetheart Heather Pardue doing? Your sweetheart is doing wonderful. Great. She has sleep apnea, which is one of her problems. She has a pacemaker. She's had open-heart surgery. She is the darling of my eye, um, like my like my own kids. I yeah. mean, I might be honest. My own kids are more darling of my eye. But she is a wonderful human being. You want to talk about something today. I want you to talk about COVID-19 as it applies to a new mnemonic, um, not mnemonic, well, anyway, a, a new thing from the Bible. Can you, Can you read it for us? I can't. Hold on a second. Let me get it. So Donna's daughter is your patient? Yeah. she. Ha- I put a pacemaker into her. Yeah. And she comes to see me, hugs me. Now, of course, if she were to come, we wouldn't do that. Yeah. But um, she's not verbal in the sense of uh, being able to converse. Yeah. She but she can sing. When, when you don't want her to be. Yeah. When you don't want her to be. Okay. I know that. <laughs> she sang me happy birthday, and, and they sent me a, uh, a video uh, of it. Broke my heart. I mean, it made my heart great. Yeah, Donna, tell us about what you've got. COVID nineteen. What does it mean? And what's right. the verse? Right, ready? Yeah, yeah. Over a virus and infectious disease. Joshua one nine. Have I not commended you to be strong and courageous? Do not be frightened. Do not dismay. Do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you always. That's terrific. Thank you, Donna. And what is the COVID-19 thing? Read it out. You remember? Uh-huh. Yeah. Christ, Christ over viruses and infectious disease. Joshua 1.9, 1.9. 119. And that's really fascinating that they've come up with this. There are a lot of religious people out there who are not worried uh, they are not <clears throat> afraid, mm-hmm. and because their faith is carrying them through, and Amen. I commend them and and keep it up. I love it. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Thank you, Donna. Thanks, Donna. Thank you. All right, okay. I, I got some more shout outs real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Um, the unsung heroes of medicine. Um, it's not just the doctors or the dentists or the uh, nurse practitioners or the. Um, physician's assistants, it's all the people that we stand on their shoulders. I shouted out Jenny Parrish last week. My office manager's doing a great job. Mm-hmm. But I want to include everybody in the practice, Dallas Tompkins, Tasha Frazier, Melissa Wyndham, Lauren Forsyth, Kevin Bledsoe, Brooke Essen, I'm sorry, Essenmender, I don't remember her name, Linda Schultz, Yolanda Palmabera, and Jean House. Um, but there's one in particular I've been working with for almost 30 years. And yep. we've had her on the show, Pam Van Hoek. Yes. And she is not only my transcriptionist, she does so many things. And she's a wonderful human being. And she's toughing this out. Uh, she lives in Mishawaka, Indiana. They're not on lockdown yet. Mm-hmm. But South Bend, Indiana is, which is the sister city right next door. So Pam also transcribes the show. So everything you see on our website, 
she has mucked through and figured out what the heck we were saying. Yeah, there are times when it's funny yeah. because I hear the show, then I see her transcription, and sometimes it's so perfect, and then there's just one or two words. Well, you know something. That's okay. Out of 3,000 words, right. she's got one, you know. <clears throat> and I want to shout out my family. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I criticize the millennials. It's not all the millennials, okay? It's not mm-hmm. all the Gen Zs. It's a, a shameful few. Mm-hmm. Uh, my kids... Thanks to my ex, Ed Fontaine, mm-hmm. uh, I was working too much. Um, I'm trying to be a better father, mm-hmm. but they are wonderful people, and they are concerned and caring. They are following through with obeying the rules. They are doing everything for their families. Um, Peggy or Megan we, uh, Denexter, she's married to Neil. Uh, they have two of my grandchildren who are wonderful, Lily and Claire. I want to... Th- Shout out Eleanor Nani. We call her Nani, N-O-N-N-I-E. We yeah. fall. Yeah. She's not married yet, but her um, partner, Andrew, is a wonderful human being as well. And then my daughter, oldest daughter, Sarah, and her partner, Mark, mm-hmm. they live in L.A. and L.A. Wow. or Long Beach. <clears throat> and there's going to be some problems there, and they're already hunkering down. So uh, in this time of the COVID-19 Remember what we live for, and it's our families. And let's just keep our heads straight, not panic. Right. Let's follow the recommendations. Let's love each other. Um, and for the, yeah, there's a guy the other day who his favorite restaurant had closed. Yeah. And he knocked on the door. Yeah. And they said, we're closed. He said, wait, wait, come here. And they came, and he said, here's $10,000. Wow. Pay your employees. Wow. So there are good things in this world. He didn't even give his name. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't want to be viral on uh, TikTok. Right, right. He just right. wanted to do the right thing. Yeah. If you're out there and you can afford it and you see somebody who is clearly out of work or, you know, you may not know they're out of work, but yeah. they're young, they've got families um, where they're elderly and they're frightened, pay for their groceries. Just yes. do it. Slip your card in. You can afford it. Do it. Yeah. Um, it's like the Boy Scout helping the little lady across the street. If we c- can defeat this, it's going to be defeated through love. And I've got Herb in Raleigh who's patiently waiting. Hi, Herb. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fine. Hey, great show today. I'm Thank you. really good. Thank One you. of my two favorite shows on WPTF. Well, I love so, WPTF and we love you. Well, this is one of my favorite shows. I love what you said about Trump a few minutes ago. Thank you. All the bad <laughs> things they were saying. But anyway, I just want to tell you, Dr. Macon Singletary. Yeah, today. great guy. I, I've known Macon forever. In fact, I raced sailboats with him for years and years. No. What kind of boats? What kind of boats? Uh, Flying Scots. Oh, wow. And he won't tell you this, but he's one of the best Flying Scott racers in the country. Wow. I mean, we have competed in lots of races, and he probably would never tell you that, but he is good. Yeah. You know, he's got, he's got grace, doesn't he? He's got grace. He's a very um, elegant man. I really, really like him. That's why we have him on the show so much. Yes. I, um, uh, this is the first time I've heard him on the show. I try to listen to the program every day. Is this number three? Third time. Third time. But anyway. Uh, I, I'm also a patient of his. He took me in one time under emergency situation. Yes, and that was that was tough. Yeah, he fixed me all up. I'm fine now. So. Good for you. Are you hunkering down? Uh, 
Well, yes, sir. I'm sure I'm doing what they tell me to do. Good, just, good for you. I'm God retired. bless you. I'm retired, but I still work with the city a little bit. And also, one of my jobs with the city is driving the train to Pullen Park. That's one of my fun jobs. Oh, we've <laughs> been on your train, Herb, Which recently. Train? Which train? Uh, there was a train Park. at Pullen Park. It's miniature. And Herb and the, I'm going. They go around the park when, it's when it's open again and when the coast is clear. Yeah. I'm going. Well, if, when you put maximum capacity on there, it's about eighty five to a hundred people. I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's not just miniature. It's a well, yes, train. So, yeah, it's well. but it's not you know full size. I mean, I'm a big guy, yeah. and I you know nobody yeah. wanted to sit next to me. Let's put it that oh, way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I think it's a third of the size of the train they copied. Herb, we've yeah. got to run. Yes, sir. Well, I just want to call and say hi to Macon. Tell him I enjoyed it, hearing him and hearing all y'all talk. This is a good program. Thank you. So, Thank I, you, Herb. Yes, sir. Thank you. Y'all, y'all take care and be safe. Take care. Go ahead. All right. Um, I'm a Christian. Um, Dave is a Christian. You all may not be Christian. But I think that the love of God is important for all of us. And I want to end this show with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The proceeding was meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action on what was just discussed, consult your medical doctor.